Welcome to Buzzkill. Buzzkill is a Yellow Jackets podcast. It's hosted by myself, Laura Zubay, and Nisa Khan. It's produced by us alongside Skylar Burkhart. Follow us on Instagram at Buzzkill Radio or TikTok at Buzzkill Radio. Yes. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, and I wanted to do like a little joke about like, if you're listening to us, you automatically got in chosen to be hunted down. <laughs> We're in your house right now. <laughs> if you're listening to us, you've been chosen. <laughs> I'm interested to compare opinions on this episode because I had a couple, I think, criticisms maybe of like all of the adults being together in this one. Just like there were times when I was kind of like, I was just questioning things a little bit of like if it felt, if it felt completely natural, like the way they would act after like meeting up after such a long time and some of the logistics stuff because this episode I think has to do some kind of heavy work of like just catching everyone up on everything because it's it's been so much of the season before they all came together and now that they're all together it's really close to the finale which I'm assuming will be like you know a lot of like climactic things coming out um so they don't really have too much time for these characters to like go on a journey as a collective I guess or like interacting as a whole group um let alone and like they they need to sort out so much logistical information before they can even do that like Lottie and Van don't know about anything that happened in season one Um, just everyone needs to like catch up on each other's situations real quick and it felt kind of like a vibe of like you know in 15 minutes of conversation this was explained of like oh yeah so you know we got blackmailed we killed someone blah 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 and then the kind of characters responding like okay so this is your situation let's go forward in this way I don't know I'm I'm gonna stop kind of blabbering before I say the whole no I think okay do you know how on tv shows there's like that joke where like the characters start doing a lot of exposition randomly out of nowhere and the other person and the other person was like supposed to have been there the entire time so like explaining to the audience like Remember, like, that last summer where, you know, we buried a body, like, for the audience? This was, like, the opposite of that. Where, like, the audience already knows what happened. Mm-hmm. So when they're explaining all this stuff to the other characters, I I feel like I was the, like, other character being like, I already know all this. Do you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. they're not reacting the way I reacted when this all happened. It was, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, I don't, I actually kind of agree with you on, like, the adults felt a little like a little less they felt a little stiff I think yeah I think which I get why because I think there's a lot of ground they need to cover for them to get to the place they need to be at at the end of you know who's he gonna choose um I guess spoiler but um (laughs) but there's a lot of I feel like the emotions get kind of flattened in service of the exposition like with misty's reveal that she killed jessica roberts i feel like that's something that the others should all be really shocked about and like oh gosh like that should i think it should carry a little more like moral weight than it feels like it does um because they're all just kind of like oh dang there misty goes killing people um 
I don't know. I mean, they're surprised, but like not more so than would be convenient to move the scene along. <laughs> I think like um with the Missy thing is that like we get a sense that like, this is the first time she has killed someone since like the wilderness. Mm-hmm. So I do appreciate Misty flippantness about it. But yeah, I think like I would love to like get down into it because I think like um we get Lottie kind of taking things up to the hundred um, yeah. very quickly. I um I almost don't even remember how that scene ended. But yeah, no, um I totally agree. But yeah, no, I'm into I'm down to get into it as I discourse in front of my Taylor Swift outfit. Can you see it? Uh it's behind the coat. Yeah, now I can see it. Uh what would Taylor Swift say? What yellow jacket would she be? Oh. That was kind of an offhand thought, but now I'm actually kind of wondering. Jackie. Yeah. (laughs) We're a lot this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, should we get into it? Um, So episode eight of season two, it chooses and it chose. Oh, no. Uh, Uh, Yeah, yeah, it chose. All right. (laughs) It made a decision. It made a couple decisions. Um, Make up your mind wilderness anyway um yeah like anyway anyway um it gave them a selection of girls and the girls okay I really can see how the lines of like blaming this on the wilderness and their own actions might have um coincided in their heads as they have come adults because mm-hmm. we when we get to the scene it seemed like a very active decision about everything they were doing which probably is the case uh, probably obviously like the the point but like, um, I didn't feel like they were possessed by any kind of like anything driving them to do that. It was just pure hunger. Mm-hmm. And then they got very ritualistic with it. And I don't know where the like the Jackie necklace and stuff like that. And I don't know where that came from. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. that's a good point. <laughs> I'm excited to get into it. No, so yeah. I actually. <laughs> and the like the division between yeah, like you said, like what they feel responsible for, I guess. Um. And there's this re- really interesting combination of like regret and not wanting and not wanting to do it and like dread around the occasion. But then when they, you know, when it comes to the moment, they do go for it because they are like really hungry. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm excited to get into that too. Um, so at the beginning of the episode, uh, Mari and Misty are helping Lottie P. Um, she's still very injured from Shauna's um attack I guess I don't know if that's exactly the right word for it Shauna beating her up um at the end of the previous episode um so they're helping her Mari's kind of like ew pee um and Misty's like give me a break (laughs) um (laughs) she gets very fed up with Mari calls her a brat and tells her to just like take the pee down if she's so annoyed with the smell um and Mari does but she drops it when she's going down the stairs and has like a breakdown moment just another instance of people handling like excrement and pee and like touching their faces i know they don't have like i know they don't have hand sanitizer or anything like that but it was driving me insane plus like the the pee is like infected it seems like it's not you know clean piss yeah well i don't know i mean like lottie is she's bleeding and you know misty's worried about her kidneys and stuff anyway yeah how the Oh, I guess Shauna kicked her, like, in the back. Yeah, like, all over, yeah. 
Oh, I don't know. I appreciate Yellow Jacket's commitment to making sure we get all like the bloody gritty details, especially like all the things I'm worried about is like where do I pee? <laughs> like where do I pee? When, yeah, Snowden in the winter. Yeah, I liked seeing Mari get upset too, especially right after a moment when she was being kind of bratty, I guess. Um, Because it's, yeah, she is kind of being like this pretty frequently where like something that's clearly of greater magnitude is going on, but she's just kind of making these little complaints and stuff. And it was satisfying to see Misty call her out for that. Um, Also because Misty is a character who's so frequently is the like the object of other people's annoyance aka Mari a lot of the time um so it was fun fun to see Misty kind of snap at her but then Mari like I don't know it definitely is feeling also kind of like a defense mechanism for her also not that it can be both like maybe it's also just kind of part of her personality but but she's clearly having a hard time um and also having a hard time oh Oh, no this scene was messed up i remember texting you nisa and skylar as i was watching the episode for the first time and i'm like oh no i'm already five minutes in and it's already messed up um i like literally was thinking of you during that entire time and yeah. you kept and i remember you said multiple times if this mouth lives past epi- its first epi- debut episode I, I would be shocked well laura (laughs) and i was in such disbelief that the mouse was still making it i was like i can't believe the mouse lasted longer than crystal (laughs) um but did it i don't know um yeah akila is like petting nugget it's really cute she's like when we get rescued i'm gonna like take you to the beach and stuff um and then taisa sneaks up and is kind of like what is that Akila tries to protect the mouse and is like, you can't have him, but Taisa reveals that the mouse is dead um, and seems to have been dead for a long time. Um, and then Akila... Yeah, it's not looking good. Um, so Akila kind of, when she looks back at the mouse now, she seems to realize it and is very disturbed. She's like, what? What the fuck? This was, I don't... It was a very upsetting moment because it also is making it super clear how much all of them are kind of breaking with reality like we've already seen like we saw it in pretty exclusive terms for a lot of the season with like Ben for instance um but it's really I mean Mari's been hearing the dripping for a while also yeah for all of them yeah I like how um at first I was like oh, I wish we had more pointing of signs of their hunger, but they're going for, like, a little bit more not obvious cues of, like, them losing, a, like, their grip on, like, um, reality. And yeah. I almost appreciate that they're doing it in these smaller ways. And even for, like, maybe the non-main characters, like Mari and Akila, and, like, how this can, like, contribute to the groups, like, increasing mm-hmm. gravitas. So I thought it was pretty clever to have, like, these small little, like, the mouse one definitely got me. It was the exact same arc we had with Shauna's baby, but even with more episodes. <laughs> but in just like a minute or two. I know. But well, no, actually, yeah, because the mouse has been there the whole time. The mouse was helping with the with the birth scene. Ugh. Um, yeah, that's true. Um was she cutting a corpse while the baby was being born? Oh my gosh. The poor baby. Yeah. I also feel like, okay, 
I thought of this a second ago and then I kind of left, but now the thought is back. But um, I feel like it's also really interesting, especially in this episode, looking at scenes from earlier on in the episode versus later, how much we rely on like the group we're in for, I guess, I don't know if sanity is the right word, like, like rationality, maybe Um, like earlier on, because I feel like there's when characters have these moments of sort of breaking out of reality, I guess, um, or like things becoming blurred, the collective of the rest of the group is sort of who they turn to as like, wait, but it's like, is this real? Or like, like when Shauna gives birth, and she has to look around at all of them and they're all like, no, the baby died. But she's she's like alone in this perception and looking around at all of them. And I think it happens in smaller ways too. Like when Jeff, or God, not Jeff, <laughs> when um Ben like bursts out <laughs> of the cabin and he's like, Paul. And then like a couple of the girls look over at him and they're like, coach, like, are you okay? Um, just so what you were saying about the symptoms of hunger and the psychological sides of that I feel like that's when your psychological I don't know like your normal ways of thinking and processing things I guess are sort of breaking down um because your brain doesn't have the ability to to do it um because you're starving like I don't know you would look I would think to like the group that you're in what happens when the group is also go- losing it? Yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was trying to find a way. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just like bouncing off with your, like, I'm like trying to pick up what you're putting down because I kind of like the way, like, they need someone else to validate them. But when, what, what happens when they can no longer do that? What if they're in the same boat as you? Yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. Or like what's normalcy for us, you know? Oh my god, totally. Like, that's what I was thinking, like, when I didn't realize Ty was the one who kickstarted this whole hunting thing, because she has always been consistently, like, I would say the voice of, like, grounding or reasoning when it comes to the mouse, when it comes to the baby, when it comes to Lottie. Yeah. The fact that she kicked off the entire thing, like, maybe Nat's their moral compass, but Ty is, like, their brain. So, like... I think, yeah, I mean, I was seeing... I think I, I saw some review, I wish I remembered where it was from, but someone was saying how these characters in this episode are all um, showing their kind of like innate characteristics, I guess. Um, and one of Thaisa's like core characteristics is that she's like, wants to take action and like get mm-hmm. something done. Um, I think especially maybe in the, like in the past timeline, um, but she's, yeah, she's being decisive, but it is interesting how she, like as a qualification of that decisiveness she's like it can't be Lottie um oh yeah yeah it feels like she totally has kind of come over to the Lottie side of like she needs to be protected yeah maybe I want to reevaluate I said like I think Ty, like, we got a sense that Ty was like she fed into the wilderness stuff like especially when Sean was giving birth because that's she was seeing her friend like crumple and I can see how she was getting to that but I think she always had like at least one foot based on like protection of the group not like the mom friend because I'm not a big fan of that phrase but like she you know a little bit of like a leader in a way so like I think there is something significant about her taking action the way she usually does Mm. and kicking this all thing because like I'm thinking the only other person who would be against that would be Ben I'm surprised Nat too also went for it but again yeah I know it makes me wonder if it's because of like the the good of the group I guess like if it's less out of like a 
yes, we believe in this wilderness thing and we believe it needs, Lottie needs to be okay. So much as like, if Lottie dies, just the like emotional health of the group would be so much worse as a whole because so many of them feel that way about her. So I guess that could also be part of it. Um, Yeah, so everyone's suffering in the past. The walls are crumbling. No one's feeling good. Um, In the present day at Lottie's place, um, Shauna... (laughs) See, this is one of those scenes that I was kind of like, ah... Okay, because she she comes back from Jeff having called on the phone and tells the group that um, Jeff called to tell her that Adam's body was found. So, like, half of the group knows of the Adam situation and helped her cover up the murder. The other half of the group doesn't know anything about any of this. Um, And they just kind of do a really bad job of trying to conceal the fact that they killed him. So everyone figures it out, like, right away. (laughs) Um, Van is kind of takes decisive action and she's like tell me what's going on I can tell you're hiding stuff um and yeah the truth is revealed um Lottie doesn't want to talk about this in public so she suggests they go to the sharing shack (laughs) um and I think yeah just this scene felt like an example of kind of what I mentioned earlier where it was like there's a key thing that's being learned which is that they all did a murder really recently and covered it up um And I don't know if it felt, I don't know if I fully believed the way that it landed, like the emotional gravity of the way that it landed, because it felt more, the scene felt more logistical to me, I guess. Um, I think it does confirm that Lottie hasn't been doing, like, you know, extremely shady. They buried a man. Mm. They buried a man in the first episode. So I'm kind of like a little disappointed that Lottie has also not murdered someone since. Um, Because she genuinely seemed to be kind of like, more like inconvenienced by how they yeah she's like wait um, not here we need the sharing shack yeah. the sharing I-, I love how sean was very pouty melanie looks so cute i keep calling her her first name my friend melanie she's very cute we love um, melanie. my girl melanie um um but yeah um i agree with you on that and i think like i would love to like dissect like when they could do the sharing of the secrets and I think one thing, whenever TikTok comments actually, like, kind of complain about this, but they're like, this Adam shit is taking too long. And I didn't realize that Adam would be, like, the arc of the season. Mm-hmm. It's, like, two ways. It's, like, they're giving Adam the gravity that, like, they're doing the actual investigation of this entire thing, which is interesting. They're not just, like, brushing it aside and be like, oh, they do murder so these wacky ladies. Mm-hmm. But they're also... um. But they're also, I think, not putting that gravitas in, like, their actual, like, conversations that you're mentioning. So it's kind of yeah. like, I feel like if they're going to do this, you might as well go all the way. I get you. I get what you're saying. Basically what I'm saying. That's a great way of putting it. Like, the, like, plot point wise, it's a major focus in this season with the police. But emotionally, maybe not. Which I do think, I like how that st- starts coming together in this episode with Jeff's conversations with the police. Because it finally is feeling like there's, like, people are really contending with the intensity of that having happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was also, as a side note, the reason I liked, I've liked Misty's, that was what I, a big part of what I liked in the last episode was, like, Misty's whole self-inner journey with, like, am I a murderer? Which more of them could maybe stand to go on. <laughs> more of them could have, like, that self-realization. But the scene where, like, the normal people 
contend with like the brutality that they're used to. But then again, I wonder like if that juxtaposition is supposed to be like they talk about it as an inconvenience because it is kind of an inconvenience to them. Mm-hmm. But like for Jeff, they carved off a body in a way that was um extremely precise and gruesome. And Shauna did that work because Shauna's used yeah. to doing that. Yeah, yeah. And also, yeah, I am. I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm just being skeptical in every which way right now. And I should just think about it a little more. But I don't know offhand that I'm totally convinced in yeah, the way that the rest of them all treated it in the past, like when uh, Shauna was doing it, I think with Natalie, and she was like, yeah, it's just like riding like a gross fucked up bike. Um, It's just like, and it was treated kind of casually. Even here, when they talk about like burying the body, like Misty's like, oh, I knew I should have done it myself because Natalie doesn't know how deep it, it was kind of like played for laughs. And it is it is funny. Like, I'm not trying to I, I do really like the kind of humor around it. But if none of them have committed murder or, you know, done that or been around a dead body or whatever since they were teenagers and it was such an experience of intense trauma for them, I am curious to see that coming out in a little bit more of like a deeper emotional way, I guess. Not that I want it to be like over the top, but just it seems they seem kind of cavalier about it more often than not. I would say the emotions when the adults together do feel a little bit more like I'm watching a play, but mm. with the girl when they're teenage girls, it feels like I feel like the cabin fever. I feel like a little bit more like Arana. So I um I, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll also get more into more of that um pretty soon, but. Yeah, so in the past, um, Van suggests that they snack on Jackie's belt, um, which I liked this detail because I like, I don't know if you are familiar with (laughs) this already, but I did like a, I listened to this podcast at one point while I was on the trail about the Donner party, the, the originals, um, (laughs) that was something like, I don't know, that was a detail that I learned from it. It was just, it was just like a podcast episode, but they were talking about like starvation and how intense it gets and the things that it can put your body and your mind through. And it gets so much worse than I like would have imagined on my own. Um, I guess as like a side note. But anyway, um, that was something that they would do is like eating like belts and shoes and stuff for the leather. I remember very, very vividly about the Donner party is that when I learned about it in eighth grade. I remember our girl like did a reenaction of it and she said in this like southern accent I think she was trying to go for and we even ate the dog too like reading the diaries of one of the kids and no and my teacher was like no one asked you to do that like no one asked you to do that action too that's a little that's a little intense what grade did you say that was in eighth grade okay dang dang what did you learn about it I actually don't remember. I don't actually think I learned about it in school. I think it was just kind of a one of those historical events that I just kind of heard about on the side from time to time. Natalie and Ben have a little conversation where they're like, maybe it wouldn't be so terrible if Lottie died because um, <laughs> she has this control over everyone, um, even Javi. And Nat says that she saw Javi like bowing to a symbol tree and Ben um separately consults some of his old like notes and drawings and decides to go look for the tree i was very proud of ben this episode he was taking some action um yeah i don't know because i feel like he's a character who like i always felt like 
because they're giving which I always I always feel like sometimes in writing like this is kind of a problem with like the movie version of the Hunger Games when they have like a female based cast they keep forgetting to like also make the male characters match up like in like the depth which yeah. is like a weird form of like because it's like I it's usually funny in theory but I think like I, his arc of like wavering in and out of reality but then finally taking action I like that so I kind of <laughs> like that he was like kind of going out there and like um like figuring shit out yeah yeah that's true yeah Ben's journey a lot of this season has been very like very inward like just sort of the scenes in his mind so it's cool to see him like doing something outward um also Ben chose the perfect time to go for a walk. <laughs> um good move Ben (laughs) Misty was so so into this I was like okay um we're gonna definitely have resources from the bio but if Ben was already on the verge of doing something and she was already so concerned about his um mental state uh then she got so into killing Natalie (laughs) I don't know it sounded like you had a bigger body to feast on it is really interesting. It is really interesting, like Misty in this episode later, because she, yeah, she seems very into it. Uh, just her her role in the whole hunt thing, but I guess we'll get into that more later. Um, I don't know her kind of like activeness, because um, she does seem very into it. But then she's also the one who like tells Natalie to stop going in for or uh, Javi. Um, so kind of like saves her life in a way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, she has like a very blunt practicality she's like in the world if you live in like a fucked up world she like if this was like the world she has already adopted them pretty yeah i think that's it with her she like so often her attitude is just kind of like she does or says something messed up but then she's kind of like i wasn't wrong though and it was she wasn't really wrong so like yeah i don't know in this episode she's hungry she's gotta eat and she kind of gets behind this logic um but that doesn't mean that sh- it's like out of maliciousness, I guess. Um, I don't know. Like she's well, able to be malicious, but then she does. She's the first one who kind of snaps from like, let's go, let's kill Natalie to like, wait, Natalie, stop. Like, don't want to kill you. <laughs> she also did preserve, try to preserve Kristen slash Crystal's body. And mm. she did stop Ben from, I wonder if Ben was just like accumulation of guilt. But she did like that is like I would say uh us um an emotional emotional uh sen- not sensitive like a sentimental um action is to not let Chris- Kristen get eaten mm. um I don't know yeah uh, meanwhile Mari hears the dripping again and this time Taisa also hears it um but then Mari sees blood streaming down the walls um and starts screaming. Uh, I think Thaisa doesn't see the blood on the walls. This is where they, this is where she gets off the train. But um, Mari's screaming like they're dead. They're all dead. They all kind of snap her out of it. But she's like, their blood was dripping to the from the floor. Um, I don't know. Yeah. And another like s- sort of instance of these girls are sort of on the edge. They're not doing okay. Yeah. It's, I'm glad that the dripping thing came back I was kind of hoping the dripping would have been like an omen thing of like somehow it's her own blood and like she was the one who got killed or something um oh shit but it was because I don't know I would have liked if that small detail had built up into something 
maybe more intense, but I guess it's, it's very similar to the Aquila thing where there's like a little tiny detail mentioned in a couple episodes. And then in this episode, you realize that it um, wasn't exactly what you thought it was maybe. Um, it was a little dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like, I, I just feel like me, the Aquila mouse one, that is perfect horror. Like, yeah. 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 How she, yeah. And it wasn't even on your radar, I guess. Like, Akila seemed like she was doing okay. Like, it hadn't even occurred to me that the mouse was already dead. I thought the mouse was gonna die in some, you know, freaky way. But the right. rug was already pulled out from under you. Yeah, so that's what's going on in the past. Um, in the present, the cops come to Jeff and Shauna's place to search um, because Shauna is officially a suspect. Um, Callie has like a face off with Syracusa in her room, um, who says that I, I highlighted some like quotes I really liked in the notes that I took. And he tells her the psychopath apple doesn't fall far from the fucked up man eating tree, um, which I like. He's just, I like, can't not root against this guy. That was literally a triple negative, but I, I don't like Syracuse. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what you're saying. I, every time he's on screen, I am booing. I'm like, yeah, no, he's just like, so slack. Like he's so happy with himself. He's so happy with himself. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, okay, he did like coerce a teenager. Have sex. It sounds like, but like he was still, yeah. Like an adult man being all flirty and you know emotionally manipulative um I don't know and Kelly's clearly like going through some stuff it just it did seem kind of manipulative um um but I really like enjoyed like last season kept like drawing parallels to Sean up uh, not Shauna Jackie and Kelly but I think this season really cements that she is her mother's daughter and she kind of has like that innate viciousness but she also has her dad's like I think soft in this too and I always thought that the Callie Jackie one was like really forced because I don't think we ever saw Jackie be very like mm. harsh as Callie. So like yeah. I always thought that was kind of forced, but yeah, because it's just a clear way for Shauna to feel guilt about like having a teenage girl around her, and maybe that's all she needed. Mm-hmm. But Callie's her mother's daughter for sure. Yeah, I think definitely. Also, it is interesting how Callie like the way that she can be kind of. I don't know, like harsh or vicious with people in these cases with Syracuse is coming out through this quality that I think Shauna doesn't really have, which is the ability to lie. (laughs) 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 A lot has been made of Shauna as like a terrible liar. Um, But Callie's actually really good at it. Callie could be like an actress, like in these scenes with the cops where she almost starts crying. Like I believed her in the, even the bedroom scene with Syracuse, I was like, you know, he still could have like broken her heart or something. I didn't, I didn't really like believe it, but I was like, she's good at that. Yeah. She got those big ass eyes. I think that's a Jeff thing. Jeff spent his entire life saying he didn't know Shauna's um, past. Oh and- yeah. Yeah. Jeff is a better liar than Shauna. Yeah. Well, thing happened. Oh, actually he sucked at lying. But Sorry. He, We're little- him- he hid the blackmail thing for a while. She, I mean, I guess he did like track glitter into their room and stuff but like you know there were signs but a long day at the furniture store (laughs) yeah a lot of long yeah that's actually true I think Callie's probably a better liar than both of them but um I think she's able to she's able to turn on maybe that same type of 
sweetness, I guess, that Shauna is able to kind of turn on. But like, um, I don't know the way that she wields it feels like unique to herself, I think, to me. But yeah, you're right. You can definitely tell. You can see their relation very strongly this season. Um, So they're doing that. Jeff downstairs is talking to Kevin um, and he's not doing the best job keeping his cool. He's kind of doing okay, but he's not, I don't know, like not the best. He's just trying to act casual. Um, And they show him some pictures and talk about how the body was dismembered. Um, And Jeff seems really rattled by this. Um, And it is kind of rattling. I'm curious what you made of this scene because I felt like it also was like it's showing Jeff but it was also kind of showing the viewer because it was pretty rough um the image the crime scene photo evidence stuff that we got of Adam's body um and it almost felt like the show was trying to get us on this level too of like wait this actually was pretty messed up and they're sort of talking like the you know the present day characters we've been following are talking about it at a distance or kind of making jokes about it or like going along with it um but it actually maybe is a big deal and sort of like a a gross or disturbing thing that they did so they did cheese grater his fucking tattoos off um yeah oh i hope they clean that cheese grater or that line was like funny (laughs) (laughs) i know i laughed too i think like they're doing a good job of like um reminding you like again like I think it's the same like reveal we get with like each of the other reveals we get with the girls like that they're having in the past right and that something more disturbing is happening than they're acting like because maybe they have like quote-unquote got back to normal in 25 years but I think they're still operating under like a different mindset than everyone else Mm -hmm. so if Shauna and Nad and Misty are like your point person and we switch our point of views and we get someone else's on it. Like, this was, like, a glimpse into, like, what they're actually doing, right? This is us telling them their mouse is dead, basically. Like, oh, no, this is, like, Shauna's, like, you know, not just doing Ant. Oh, I think, like, they handle the scene where she kills Adam. The fact that he was innocent. And they actually do talk about this later on, which I was surprised by how much they that pissed them off. Um, I don't know why I was surprised by that. Who like because after they they finally put the pieces together that Adam was an innocent guy oh, and then Sean just killed him. So we can get into that. But like, I think like, so, so we already had like kind of the pain that Adam was kind of an innocent guy at the beginning. I think here it was like a Jeff kind of like finally sinking in. And then we learned a lot more about Jeff and Shauna's relationship in that dream sequence that I really liked. And that was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, I think I really like that way of looking at it and thinking about it. Um, And I think with this scene with Jeff, I like how it makes it harder for Jeff because I feel like his trajectory, it has been really cool. And he he's one of my favorite characters. I do. I like team Jeff. Um, But it's and it's been so far kind of like he's deciding to stand by Shauna and try to do he's trying to do what he thinks is best for his family. He's like. And we see this also, yeah, like you said later in this episode, where he knows Shauna's been through quite a lot, and he's, like, decided to share that burden with her and to see her as, like, essentially a part of him, like, involved with him, you know? Like, they're connected, what she goes through. He goes through um, even knowing, like, all of the stuff that happened in the woods, Um, which, yeah, I don't know, is... is, um, 
unique and I think like really cool, but I think, um, yeah, I don't know. It's one thing to kind of know, know that she killed him. Um, but it's another to see what actually happened and see the whole process. Cause it's, you know, I don't know. Killing someone in the heat of the moment is, is emotionally intense as a thing by itself, but then doing all the work to cover that up and get rid of the body is also really emotionally intense. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I like that it makes it, I think he's going to need to make a choice probably in this finale at some point um, of if he wants to keep standing by Shauna or if he's going to turn her in in some sort of way. Um, and he, I think this is, um, it's just making clear like everything at stake in that choice kind of. Yeah. So I like that he has to face all of it. So do I. I really liked it. And I think like you you mentioned like there's some kind of beautiful about him being like, I've known her for so long and I'm choosing to have give her something unconditional. We don't know a lot about Shauna's home life or anything like that. But he seemed to have like when she was a kid, but we, she, he seemed to have taken that like, I'm there for her. And like and like he's always known about her like like past through kind of like a lens, kind of secretly. So now he's kind of getting the full, like, the actual, like, you know, details of it, the actual, like, film adaptation of Returnals. Like, I can see how, like, um, I can see how, like, he's like, oh, I just don't know who has been, like, sleeping in my bed, like, this entire time. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, but, I mean, you know, that's also the, like, you know his wife and like somebody and like there's something where she's like don't you accept me like that that's when something he's been doing he kept thinking like I'm the person who can handle like this terribly fucked up person well I'm the only person who can do that mm-hmm. and realizing that he can't I actually kind of like that because I also love that like I because before we were kind of talking about how freaky Jeff actually is and like um we're getting the sense that like he's like you know he doesn't mind indulging in Shauna, but it is taking a toll on him, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think the show is doing a really great job with Shauna's present day plotline, with showing how things can be true at once. Like you, because I think it the show doesn't, like it's not Shauna's fault, obviously. You know, the stuff that she, like she went through really traumatic experiences um, and it's not her fault that those have you know like traumatized her which has like changed the way she thinks and the way she like feels about things um to a certain extent um and I but then also at the same time um if she's like harming other people around her that also isn't automatically okay even if it's because of that trauma that she went through um like with, I don't know, with the, even the scene where she kills Adam and she like turns into the younger version of herself, um, I feel like is a kind of signal that she is um, reverting back into this panicked mindset that she had to be in in order to survive when she was a teenager. And I think that's what she- or she- what Jeff is <laughs> grappling with in the season where it's like he he loves her and he really knows like he's deeply thought about how much she's been through um and you know like he loves her but also he does want what's best for Callie and he's trying to figure out what that looks like um and it is looking bad for Shauna like it's looking like they're pretty they do have some stuff on her and if Jeff and Callie keep lying to the police 
they could go to prison too, or at least like Callie, it seems could, um, cause she lied to Syracuse. Um, so none of this is to say that I think he should turn her in or anything like that. Um, but I just think the show is doing a really good job of balancing the conflict that he feels, um, yeah. like genuinely wanting to support Shauna and love her. Um, but also like, you know, being disturbed and wanting to do what's best for Callie. And yeah, I don't know. He wants to match her in her, like, um, match her in like her, um, intensity so bad. And I think he's beginning to realize that it was another level, another level that I never realized, um, that like even the journals could not even. Just the idea that like, for something to have happened when she was a teenager that, you know and for her to have done stuff when she was a teenager like trying to like hunt people and kill people you know theoretically and stuff like that um is he's already known about that and decided like that's that's all right he can you know he can live with it it's okay um he loves her but being confronted now with the fact that she has killed someone recently and maybe this what like you know, at th- with that stuff, it was like a survival thing. But now it's like, oh, she like present day killed someone. I feel like it awakens this danger for him. Um, a new way of thinking about it. Maybe. I don't know. But um, I love that funky man. I know. I love Jeff. Um, oh, I was also wanted to say like, there's no like, um, Yellow Jack is always like freaks me out when I just see just men in the frame. I'm like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> where are we? <laughs> I know. Um, Wait, did, I, did it change the channel? Like, what's happening? And they're always talking about the women, Shauna. So in present day, um, they're all in the sharing shack. Oh yeah, so still present day. Um, Shauna, I think this the show was just kind of reminding us that the whole Adam thing was kind of a lie on her part because she's like, we should all be glad he was dead. He was the blackmailer. Um, Misty reveals that Thaisa was the one who hired Jessica Roberts um but that it's okay because Misty took care of it um okay um (laughs) so there's sort of accusations all starting to fly around in this group because they're all mad that uh Thaisa hired her but she says I just needed to know I could trust you guys and Natalie is like oh trust us the irony which kind of reminded me of like a meme I saw about Lottie this episode when like the others have been all like oh Lottie's dangerous like what's going on with Lottie and now she's yeah like, they've all committed murder <laughs> um yeah Lottie didn't do shit I know Lottie's just been hanging out literally helping people seems like I, I think we spent so much time building up that she's like the ant like queen she's this and that if anything it sounds like in the preview she's quite horrified at what they did to um the kid Javi so, um, I mean, and also, I think also, what cracks me, like, Ty hiring Jessica, it also, like, imp- again, I think it implies the hostility that the women had around each other, um, that mm-hmm. we don't see as much in, like, the second season, like, they, like, were a little bit more warm, receptive to, like, seeing Van, like, apparently Van, like, went, went off the face of the earth, so, like, yeah. you mentioned a little bit more about, like, the weirdness of the da- dynamics, and it kind of reminds me that, oh, yeah, Taisa did, like, you know, um, this kind of, I would say weird, like, you know, um, I would say maybe cold-hearted thing. I don't blame her. I, I'm on, <laughs> I get what, she's running for a politician. She wants to, like, shake some people down. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. 
That's true. I think the what you said about like them being like a different level of trusting around each other this season, I feel like gets at the pacing stuff we were talking about last episode where in season one, because I remember that scene where they go into the reunion dance and they're all four of them are together and it's like, hell yeah, like all four in one shot. And it literally took like most of the season, I think, before we got to that. It was a lot of like one-on-one, like Natalie and Misty, Shauna and Thaisa separately. And when they all came together, it was like, oh, finally, um, yes. But in season two, it only took like a few, like, or I don't know, just like from the moment that they all got introduced to each other to now, it's really only been like two-ish episodes, two and a half Um I don't know. It's, I, yeah, I don't know. They're taking bigger leaps from each other. And also the reunion, which I love that episode. You also get the intense awkwardness. They don't really like being around each other that much either. And they don't know how to interact with each other. Yeah. Like, sure. I guess you can say that like Ty and Van, like it was like the awkwardness of seeing like someone you once loved and like maybe like getting back to the comfort. But like when they get to Lottie, like I, yeah, I agree. Like there is an intense like, um stiltedness but here it's like stiltedness in the other direction where like they're trying to be more comfortable around each other and I don't buy it (laughs) yeah yeah I don't know the amount that they trust and seem to like know about each other's lives and stuff it doesn't feel as consistent um also in this scene Misty when Misty mentions Jessica Roberts Van and Lottie kind of look at each other and are like who which totally confused me because I was like wouldn't she she would have looked into them too right like she literally tracked down Travis and drove all the way to the middle of nowhere to find him and living like a regular old life um and Lottie is like running a whole organization like wouldn't Jessica have found them how has Lottie been like hiding her name how come no one has been finding her if Misty and Jessica have not been able to find her they're like top investigative minds and everyone at the at the place knows her name. It's not like she's going by another name. I mean, she's going by Charlotte, but um, I guess Charlotte Matthews maybe is a name multiple people have. But like, yeah, I don't know. I'm a gorgeous woman with beautiful brown hair. Do you know running? Yeah. Like, I feel like running with, oh, they make honey. The, the thing is the shape of a symbol. She's not running away from her past. Yeah, she's like broadcasting it. Um, yeah, so that was a big, I guess, like nitpick I had, which I'm trying to like, I know there's been other mes- mentions of Jessica throughout the season. Like Thaisa had her folder when she was going to find Van. So maybe oh, she yeah. did have Van's address. Um, but I don't know why they wouldn't like know who she was. Um I don't like, know. Why you, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think like Jessica should have like contacted her. She's in Pennsylvania. That's not that far away. Yeah, and she like she drove to Travis's. She's gone to all these other places. Um, yeah, I don't know. So that that confused me. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll explain. Um, in the past, um, Ben is making his crutches more snow friendly, so you can go outside. Misty is like concerned for him but he reassures her like he's all right he's just gonna go get some fresh air um natalie gives javi some fingerless gloves that it seems like she made um and travis comes over and tells her that she's a good person and he's sorry for ever making her feel otherwise that is a good person she is a good person also i really like travis um 
when you mentioned like the like past timeline like male characters I honestly think he's my favorite um because oh yeah yeah because his like I think he and Ben both have a lot of like emotional depth um but I think Travis's interactions with others are a little more interesting to me I guess um I don't know maybe it's because Ben has so been so like in his mind this season because I liked his whole I like Ben's relationship with Misty and how that's evolved over time but I don't know I I I, um I think with Travis I think he's well written like I think in the first season he's well written I don't know if I like him but I think he's like I think like they're doing this kind of I do appreciate his um gradual softness but I think with him and Nat it was always meant to be like a um a relationship that's deeply fraught right yeah, and we get the bit and pieces of like you know they're like um uh, like of attraction that like steers from total softness to like I would say like not like um but like kind of steeps like an anger right you know when like Travis turns the gun on her and like she kind of like and he's being like a kind of like kind of misogynist and like but then he like starts crying in her arms when he like you know when they um when he they couldn't have sex and stuff like that so like I think like I, I do think Travis is well written. I think like this season they like kind of put that on the back burner. I can't imagine they're like anyone's feeling great, like and they're so hungry and so gross. Um, uh, but yeah, I think um, Travis saving Nat and like obviously, I think like um, I kind of wish we saw a little bit more in him and Hobby this season too, because Hobby was such a question. But yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. I kind of feel like with both Natalie and Javi with him, there's maybe kind of a pattern that's emerged, or I don't know if it, pattern is maybe too strong of a word, but um, of him kind of like, like lashing out when they don't really deserve it. And then like apologizing later. I'm just thinking of the season one thing where like Javi was chewing the gum from the plane that their dad had given him. And then Travis got all mad at him and was like, spit it out. And then, like Javi was mad at him and then later Travis was like um like I'm sorry just or like um I don't know there's some like magazine the like the porn magazine (laughs) like Javi's like let me look and he's like no actually maybe that was like the same scene I don't know it's just I feel like he gets angry at the people that he loves yeah like his automatic reflex is to like isolate himself um but then he does feel bad about it later and I think he's I think he's getting better at like showing support to the people around him but I'm really concerned for the future of Travis um and I'm so I'm like is are they gonna tell him how this happened or is this secret gonna go down because I feel like if he learns they still have so many months left to live with each other um it's hard to imagine what would happen if he learned that they let Javi die intentionally. Um, yeah, that will, that will definitely be Nat's burden to bear a little bit. Um, I think, like, it's, again, kind of a retrend of, like, she already technically killed Javi in his mind once, and now she... I don't think she really killed him, but she allowed him to die in a way that's not really her fault. I think the other girls kind of contributed to it, too. Yeah. But it's kind of a retrend of, like, the of the season two conflict with, like, yeah. the Javi-related trauma. <laughs> But I also, yeah, and I think it's also like he could, um, 
I could definitely see him blaming Natalie as like a way out of blaming himself. Um, Cause it also, I mean, you know, he didn't do it, but they were gonna, they were obviously going to kill Natalie and then Travis tackled them um, and like told her to run. So if he hadn't interfered, she probably would have died and then Javi would have lived. Um, so I could see him feeling a lot of guilt for that. And then maybe trying to push that guilt into other places. Um, also, I don't know. I feel like Natalie is going to feel terribly guilty, even though it wasn't her fault. Um, but yeah. I, but yeah, she did kind of like watch slash let it happen um, so that she could live. Yeah, I thought having Natalie draw the card is probably like the best choice because she is such like a um, I have a I would have a hard time imagining her like hunting anyone down in the first round. Like having her was like I think a good choice. Yeah. Um, spoiler: When we get into it, I think having Javi die though, I don't know if I liked it. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I'm interested to get into that also later. I am. I also thought it was smart I thought it was smart to make it one of the people who we know lives um yeah I know exactly how it's gonna happen um so yeah so Misty um also I thought this was sweet Misty's like sleeping next to Lottie upstairs as like her guard um Lottie wakes up and has trouble breathing um and Misty's trying to help her she says if I die don't waste my body and she makes Misty promise um and meanwhile, Ben ventures out into the snow. Um, so in the present day, um, the the gals are still arguing about whose fault is what. Um, yeah. Misty is like, what was I supposed to do? Let her live. Um, at her being Jessica Roberts. Um, Shauna is like, how am I the bad guy for being blackmailed? Innocent me. Um, when Misty was killing people and the FBI is asking about Natalie um misty this whole conversation just conveniently leads back to um misty realizing in the moment because she the fbi was her and walter um and then explaining this makes her realize that uh jeff was the blackmailer um my (laughs) my standout quote from this scene was misty um thinking that um Jessica Roberts was the blackmailer and saying, little did I know that meanwhile, Shauna was being ad- seduced by this adorable grifter. <laughs> Which is this, that's what Adam was. This whimsical little man. I love, I when Misty was like, what am I supposed to do with Jessica? I'm like, easy, get married to her. Literally. Buy a condo, literally. Adopt a dog. Live happily ever after. <laughs> uh, uh, feel, feel valued open a bookstore together get known by someone else (laughs) yeah invite them all to your wedding um yeah have a nice ceremony i i could have done that for you misty um i know misty that was frustrating i still i still there's a part of me that's like can she just be alive also who's tracking the jessica murder of the two that happened last season i mean i know she got killed in a different way so maybe it i'm actually maybe it just looks like a car crash now that i say that out loud i think jessica's like an unknown person like she doesn't have like jessica's definitely not her real name right like i think like i think she's like kind of like because she's like a weird spy or whatever not like a spy but she's kind of like a hitman so like (laughs) i no sorry 
No, no, no. Oh, no, sorry. I think she's just, she's just like, they found this lady and they were, had, didn't have a way of identifying her. Oh. That's what I sound. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely thought, like, she's under the radar in some sort of way. But I still feel like there should be repercussions. Like, who, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Who is keeping track of that death? May, I mean, I guess they could. The way they filmed it is kind of convenient because it could just look like a car crash as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, and this season also brought up like Misty just sort of rattling off what everyone's been up to made me realize that like everyone was doing some like bad or and or secret stuff in season one, like Taisa hiring Jessica secretly to, you know, blackmail all of them or sorry, not <laughs> mixing my things. Um, to go check them all out. Um, Shauna lying about the blackmail and killing Adam and then like wrap, warping them all into like helping her with the Adam murder. Misty was abducting and killing Jessica. Um, but Natalie didn't really do anything too bad that I could think of in season one. Not like, I don't mean to present this, like, not like we're here to like pass moral judgment on all these characters. Cause I know the whole point of the show is like, um, actions are complex or this is like one of the whole big points um and I understand why all these characters did these things but just in the airing of secrets where they all have things to get mad at each other for Natalie's the only one who just kind of unfortunately is there like dealing with everyone else's stuff she wants to heal so bad and none of these no and none of these women will let her she's just like okay enough of that let's talk and Lottie's like absolutely actually therapy's bullshit yeah (laughs) Yeah. Lottie after this whole season yeah no I felt so like I yeah I think like Nat's like embraced even though she's been in the compound for like like seven hours before she really like again she had like a very like weird revelation moment with Lottie and like uh she just wants to heal and I think like she did have like the journey of like trying to find out what happens to Travis and stuff like that um but again, I that's why like having Nat be like the person being hunted in the first um in like for the first draw and stuff like that makes a lot of sense because she is kind of like our maybe our most like morally sound. And I know a lot of people were theorizing that Nat when when Travis says tell Nat that she was right, that Nat was like the only one who didn't like participate fully in like the Lottie's cult. But oh. then like how would Nat survive without eating someone? So like I don't know if we can go that far. So yeah, they're all still kind of arguing about this. Um, everyone is really mad um, about realizing that Shauna was the blackmailer, or uh, Shauna's husband Jeff um, was the blackmailer. Yeah, which this tells you like Shauna causes a lot of problems for this group. I can't believe they don't don't hate her guts. I know like, she's beating the shit out of Lottie. She's getting to fights and getting actually one of the girls killed. Like. Chana's kind of like their drama queen. I remember there was a moment where, like, when Nat kills Adam, like, Nat, like, says, well, like, kind of like a dig at her, like, uh, or him. Um, wait, what? When Chana kills Adam? Right, no, you're right, you're right. It's when Chana kills Adam, Nat makes, like, a dig at her, like, saying something like, and that it refers to her and Jeff, like, sleeping with together um, when they were teenagers. And I remember, like, being kind of surprised that Nat, of all people, made that dig. But I'm beginning to realize they probably all have like very deep buried resentments of Shauna too. Yeah. Slash probably more of each other that I bet will come out. Sure. Show. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was kind of, that's what, like, I feel this tension of like, I'm 
I don't want to come at it from a place of like, I'm, you know, passing moral judgment or like ranking the sure. that they're doing. Um, Cause you know, everything is very like complex and multifaceted, but it does seem like Shauna in the present day has done like, mm, or, like she's, she's actively asked the others. She's asked more of them, I guess. Like Thaisa was sort of like, I just wanted to make sure I could trust you. She wasn't like trying to do something that would hurt them, I guess. Um, not that they ever, like Shauna's not trying to hurt them and she is trying in the season to make it better. She's just like struggling to do so but the whole um involving all of them in the murder cover-up under false pretenses when it was really just kind of her mistake and her murder um was a kind of big bad thing to do like even when Misty killed Jessica she didn't even tell the others about it um for a while she was just kind of like that's my own little thing I think it's fair to say I I understand she's doing moral judgment of course because like it's a they're fictional like it's it's kind of fun too to see them I think it's fair to say that Sean's kind of a bad person though like she's just kind of like inherently selfish and she'll do anything to survive um I don't think she knows she doesn't mean she feels bad like I think she's able to recognize it but I, like, I don't think she's like a psychopath even though I'm not a big fan of like the that word but like but like I think she's able to like be good at how to like but she's also like I'm saying like she's good at surviving but she's also really bad at like getting herself out of situation I think like as we saw with the police and she's basically like I think I told him too much Misty's like I fucking told you not to do that shit yeah she's like I talked to my lawyer why didn't Jeff get a lawyer always get a lawyer yeah they all have been just kind of sitting around hoping that this wouldn't come to anything worse when the whole time the police have been telling them like we have stuff on you stop lying like they should have gotten a lawyer a while ago I would think um to preempt this a little bit um yeah I don't know I think Shauna has like a very strong she has a very strong conscience I think and I think is genuinely like really haunted by a lot of the you know the things that she's done like in this season I think she's feeling a lot of guilt um over I mean maybe kind of over like the Adam thing definitely over her like relationship with Callie um but I think she also has a really strong sense of survival and I think sometimes those two the conscience and the sense of survival I think go to war with each other inside Shauna I think she like technically knows what she's supposed to feel bad about I don't know if she's like losing sleep over Adam but she's losing sleep over the fact that she might get caught for Adam Mm, that's true that's true yeah and her like I think her like relationship with motherhood too. I don't know that I've seen now that I'm thinking about it. Like, I feel like she has expressed concern over Callie, but doesn't seem as worried about Jeff. Although I guess I could see like Jeff, it's a little bit more like partially Jeff's fault. Cause she did think that she was being blackmailed and she thought that, um, I don't know. I don't like Jeff feels maybe a little bit more complicit. Um, although, you know, not responsible for the murder, but like, I don't know, but she doesn't feel, I haven't seen as much, like, Shauna Jeff, maybe, like, reflection. I don't know. He did do a fucked up thing. It was a very funny thing, but it was very fucked up. Um, And honestly, they should kill Jeff. I would like to see Ty kill Jeff. Wait, really? No! Take it back! (laughs) Yellow jackets? (laughs) Showtime, turn off the podcast. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I got it. I'm right there. 
they're in the writer's strike. I go in there in the back. I break. I uh, cross the line. <laughs> oh my gosh! So. No, you would really. You would want Jeff to die. No, I know. I think though, like, um, she did say like I would fucking kill your spouses or partners if they yeah. I found these got out. And I don't think any of them were going going that far, right? Like that is something Shauna brought to the table. Like I know. Like you're honest, but sometimes you're too honest. I don't know if you should share that. Um, I know. That I don't know. It was revealing though. And I guess that none of them fully respond. Like, we don't know for sure that they wouldn't have done the same. Um, It's left kind of open-ended. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It is interesting that with Shauna's character that she would just tell them that. Like, yeah, I probably would have killed them. She's unloading a lot. She tends to um, uh, just start dumping on people. <laughs> I, uh, like, just, like, just like, like, spilling things out um, after repressing it for very long periods of time yeah i guess speaking of um things coming out um after maybe being repressed um jeff has his dream his creepy dream of shauna first that this was real i was like please don't be real um yeah so he has a dream of her stabbing him while sort of embracing they hug and then she starts stabbing him what did her hands turn into uh the electric things and she like, turned into kind of like edward scissorhands shauna scissorhands yeah kind of like, yeah shauna like meat carver hands oh yeah that that reminded me of the turkey the chicken baby from the first season chicken baby remember when shauna was giving giving birth in her dream and um, oh her oh my gosh baby. that was it was like this campy moment of like but like seeing Jeff cry and like getting the revelations of their marriage and him Jeff's like insecurity of realizing that like maybe I can't be like this woman's like number one like I can't revel in like her fucked upness with her like I can't be down and like like you know the abyss with her made me really sad because like I love that in fiction where like the, the, the person finds like their person who can handle them and there's something kind of really sad about Jeff realizing that, like, I don't know if I can. Yeah. And it's not for lack of trying. It's not like right. he, you know, I don't know, just learned that she killed someone and was like, oh, like, no. Like, he's he's thought about it and really spent time with this and really tried. Um, and, you know, but it's still creeping into his subconscious in this um, scary way. Um it's really sad. I really love the conversation that they have. It's like creepy and funny and sad, um, sort of like darkly romantic at times, um, maybe. But um, yeah, she's like, don't <laughs> don't pretend you don't like this. He's like, why would I like it? And she's like, because it's exciting. Um, yeah, I love how revealing that was. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And that was in his head too. So I guess that is part of the way he thinks about Shauna and their lives kind of like looking for the excitement. Um, But then I think he says this is only for goth and bisexuals. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yellow jackets. (laughs) I know this whole, like all the dialogue here, I really loved. Um, She's like, these are a part of me. Um, 
like, why can't you love all of me? Like I love all of you. Um, cause it's, it doesn't feel like such a even question when like Jeff hasn't killed anyone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I don't know. Like they, they're different. I think it also d- does Shauna love all of him. Like, do you, like, it kind of sunk into me that Jeff may think Shauna reciprocates more than I think we think. Cause like, I don't know. I think she feels affection for him. I think she loves him, but I don't think she loves like all of him. I don't know what I'm saying, actually. I don't know. Yeah. What would you think of that line? Yeah, that's interesting. That makes me think of the scene in season one when they go to see Jackie's parents um, and Jeff has his like, I love Shauna moment where they are making all these like comments about Jackie um, and implying that Jeff is with Shauna out of some kind of passivity, but he's like, no, I like actively love her. Yeah. Um, And I feel like we, I feel like we see a lot of indicators of Shauna kind of passively loving Jeff because I feel yeah. like Shana felt surprised in that scene along with the viewers of like oh dang Jeff like thank you for saying that like types of vibes you know totally. um, but I don't know that like Shauna has had a moment that like also reflects that energy back at Jeff um in the way that maybe you're mentioning of like the like I love all of you don't you love all of me yeah I don't know I would love to see that. Maybe that's something on the horizon. Um, I really like the way you put that. Uh, and because the passivity, yeah, it's like something kind of you get into the groove of. It's something she was just lying back on. And like, um, yeah, I, I, I still really want to know what that, those yeah. couple of months afterwards are. This is really curious to me. Yeah. So... Jeff, um, when he wakes up from this dream, he goes downstairs and finds Callie, who also yeah. can't sleep. Um, and she is clearly thinking about what Syracuse told her earlier about the apple not falling far from the tree. And she asks if she's like her mom, because she says, mm-hmm. Mom is seriously fucked up. Um, and then Jeff tells her about the baby um, that Shauna had, um, and that it's he says it's his and Shauna's burden to bear, but she doesn't need to make it hers and that it's going to be okay. Um, so, yeah, I thought this was a really cool moment. Jeff's like, I don't know, Jeff's acting all throughout this episode. I was really with with it. Um, it's really I like seeing him being like a little bit more actively like a dad. I think his instincts when it comes to being like a parent um, really flare up like when it's him and Shauna one-on-one. But like, I like seeing him that moment and like again, like kind of the two maybe like outsiders of like this world, um, kind of combining over like their love for this person who's very deep, who's I think the center of that world. Um, and yeah, Jeff knew about the baby, which I think we always assumed because he read the journals, but um, because they're both going pretty far out on a limb for her, like they're lying to the to the cops for her, um, and seeing in this scene, Callie who's been pretty team mom the last few episodes, like sort of like gleefully like lying and like, act- maybe that's too strong of a word, but she's, you know, acting the cops and stuff um, seems pretty down. Like when she got into the car after the police station, she was like, I think I, I got him like um, team. I love, yeah. Um, which I love that energy from her, but she is like, they both do have misgivings about Shauna and it's cool to see 
the tension of that in a scene like this yeah she's like yeah that is messed up though um how do we deal with it I guess (laughs) um yeah oh I also wrote down a quote from the dream that was like she was like you're the only one who really understands me um I don't know but it's seeming maybe more and more like does he I don't know um I don't know that I understand Shauna really that's why we're in love with her but um I um I think there's something there like he desperately wants to be that person but Shauna does have like you know like-minded people like-minded I don't know why I said like that um Shauna has like a cohort of ladies who um, a cohort of like-minded people or um her colleagues in cannibalism I don't fucking know what I'm saying but I think like um yeah I don't know but like I uh, yeah I think like he desperately wants to be that person for her which I love I love how much he wants it it's kind of romantic oh gosh I hope Jeff's okay um nervous that he's gonna like go to the compound or something in the last episode and get killed somehow i don't know oh did i predict the last episode you're gonna i would love to get a live reaction i know i know i'm real nervous for the we gotta do the danger chart also or death um oh yeah let's do that yeah wait um wait say the rankings now and i'll make a little like i'm still pretty worried about the past timeline also because i feel like we've kind of gotten near confirmation that like someone is likely to die in the present day um and in the past it would seem we've already had one big death um like we know they're probably gonna eat Javi in the last episode um but I kind of feel like they're not done I'm worried that like another person is gonna die in the past timeline I'm thinking um number one Ben number two Mari number three maybe Jeff I feel like adult Lottie of the adults is the one that I think is most likely to die. In this season? Yeah, because they're all doing the like, let's see who it chooses. It's going to be one of us. I feel like it's got to be adult Lottie. I don't know. I feel like her, I don't know. I don't know. Her trajectory is the one where I feel like I have the most room still to be convinced is maybe the way I'll put it um I'm really interested to see what keeps happening with like Thaisa and Van um and Shauna and Jeff um and Caddy um and Misty like with her thing with Walter um Lottie I feel like we haven't really seen any loved ones or relationships in the present day that are compelling enough for me to be like I want to keep seeing that it's just kind of her alone and her like you know therapy retreat place you're like the roman emperor and gladiator like putting out your thumb and turning it down oh like, like, <laughs> you're like actually well if we have to predict one of them <laughs> her arc is the least interesting to me <laughs> yeah i know i like looking at her face but i don't no. think like um i um ah. Uh, yeah, dude, I don't know. Lottie, I feel like, was supposed to be, like, the big bad, and she's turning out to be a lot more passive in all big this. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the fact that she doesn't have more control over this, I'm just, like, I can see how she can succumb to something um, at the end of the season. I would be really surprised. But then again, 
they did all that build up with like Javi and then did nothing with him and then killed him. So yeah, I kind of like, honestly, I'm kind of deciding I wish Lottie had been a villain because I think it would have been a really interesting way to play with the past and the present timelines alongside each other to see the Lottie as a teen who we know as like sympathetic and a good person. Um, and, you know, not, again, not to fall into the, like, good, bad binary sure. thing, but, like, um, I don't know. I I would have loved to see a pairing that matched up less since we've seen, yeah. like, the others, it feels like they all click completely. It's like, oh, yeah, you are the same. I can see. Um, and Lottie, I think I would have believed if she had changed in some way, Um I don't know. And it would have, it would have been interesting to see someone who felt more different from their previous version. Cause then there would have been a lot of mystery of like, how do you get from here to here? Yeah. A hundred percent. Also get some go- goddamn movement in the adult timeline. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like they haven't, I don't know. It's giving me more of a sense that like, maybe they haven't completely decided where they want to go with um, team teen Lottie. I don't know. I don't know. Because it kind of, I, I don't know. <laughs> it felt like maybe they want to leave more room to like see what they can explore with her. So they left adult Aunt yeah. Lottie also kind of ambiguous. But I sort of wish they had like chosen a path more concretely, I guess. With yeah, ever since you told me that there were five seasons, I started being like, um, I started feeling the sense of like, um, the, what's the opposite of claustrophobia? Um nerves that we have so much time left and like I can see them dragging things that not dragging things out I'm being harsh again but like whatever the I can feel like why things are getting a little bit more moved on to the next <laughs> stretched out maybe yeah. is that the word you want to use I I don't okay again this is another case of I can see the blurred lines of like their cat their like um, grip on like um reality versus like you know the wilderness world and how like I can see them like doing something like ritualistic but like again I don't know where these rituals are coming from yeah like with the jackie necklace and stuff yeah, in the present day timeline, Walter um, learns that Adam's body was found and writes an email to the police department that he has information for them um, and starts packing, it seems, to leave um, to maybe go talk to the police, I guess. I think he's doing the cover Misty's back. That's what I hope. Yeah, I'm curious if he got her message. How's Walter doing? How's he feeling? I don't know. I feel I I hope he's got her back. But also, I'm curious what he would tell them because it's still kind of going out on a limb to just like make up a story to steer them away. Um, yeah. When he could just kind of keep his mouth shut. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't know. Cause like, look, I feel like even someone who's like not Walter could have figured out the mystery at this point. If the cops have, um, I also really enjoyed when Misty was like, he's my boyfriend. It reminds me of the Barbie trailer when we're like, we're girl boyfriend. Like the way he brought her. We're girlfriend boyfriend. I love that. (laughs) I know. It's very cute. Also definitely something Misty would do. Just kind of go on for it. Um, 
So in the past, Misty tells the group what Lottie said about making use of her body. They're all really stressed. They can't imagine being here without her, um, but she is starving. Um, Natalie mentions that they're all going to die if they don't eat something soon. So Thaisa says, okay, we need to find a way to stay alive and it can't be her. Oh no. Um, So that, yeah, that's kind of the rationale scene for jumping into the intentional cannibalism. Um, and I, Ty, um, yeah, I think Ty is like the be- like good character decisions. Ty needed to be the one who suggested it, I think. Because yeah. I think she's like the one most tethered to, well, I guess you can argue for her in that actually, but I'm, Ty is kind of like their leader. I see her as kind of the leader of the group. I think so. And I like that it wasn't like Mari I guess or Misty or like someone who was like squarely on Lottie's side um because Thaisa feels like she yeah like she's more in kind of a I don't know centrist position to like object (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah like she's an independent (laughs) um she's voted for Lottie before but she you know who knows in the future Um, this is just like Twilight, where um, Bella's like, I'm team Switzerland, which, do you remember that? Gosh, I forgot about that. Like, the werewolves versus vampires. Which is kind yeah. of an inappropriate metaphor to make. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, she is kind of like team Lottie, but she's not one of the people who, I feel like there's some characters who have the more reflex role of like when anything happens they're like what does Lottie think um like I don't know I think I guess like Mari and Van um and Misty um Lottie taking like a beating though might have made a lot of people more endeared to her yeah um, I think I'm also kind of the opinion that they could have just let her die <laughs> I don't know yeah it's yeah. really that would have like transformed the group mm-hmm. which I can see why they would be scared of that, especially if this is the one thing, even if it can't be proven, and even if not everyone completely believes in it, it's the one thing that seems plausible that they can kind of latch on to, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that sort of in-betweenness of it is really crucial. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that kind of gets going. Um in the present day, this is the scene where Shauna says, if it was one of your spouses, I probably would have killed them. Um, don't blame me, but that's what would have happened. Um, yeah, and Natalie is like, well, at least we can talk about these things. And Lottie's like, nope. That <laughs> um, <laughs> is not what we're going to do. Um, something has guided them here, and now we have to give it what it wants. Um, also, this made me think of, like, I don't know if this was kind of like an off the top of the head thought, but adult Lottie's delivery of this news um, slash interpretation of, I guess, the the wilderness force um, feels more emotional to me than teen Lottie's delivery of what the wilderness is thinking. I feel like when teen Lottie is doing her kind of interpretation, she almost is kind of like her eyes kind of are unfocused and she's sort of staring into the distance and she's like, no, like it doesn't work that way, or like we need to, it needs a sacrifice or whatever. It's very, she speaks with a lot of assurance, um, but also kind of like she's um, translating for someone else, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what, yeah, I don't know. It feels more like she 
is confident, I guess, in what she's saying. Um, but she's not quite the person saying it alone, if that makes sense. Um, but adult Lottie feels more like she's her own person kind of speculating to me. Like she gets more emotional. She's like, wait, no, I tried to fight it, but like now I'm kind of convinced, um, we need to give it what it wants. One of us. And she seems kind of scared about the idea, but also kind of, I don't know, I guess maybe confident about it. It just kind of seemed, I feel like her type of emotion when she relays this sort of news of what the wilderness is thinking. I don't know if I've seen that same type of emotion from teen, teen Lottie. I think she did like, um, well, I think the past is definitely like leans more into like, a supernatural Lottie, some kind of vessel type or proper vessel type of thing. But I do think the present is like a little bit more psychological. Lottie realized that she wasn't seeing a therapist. Like she had a bit of like a break, break with reality. And then the, 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 the past leans into the idea like something's out there. The present leans into questions maybe there isn't. Um, and everyone seems to have agreed that nothing happened, right? But Lottie's back to like trying to bring you back into like the supernatural part. I don't know. So like, I'm trying to think of her arc of like, she immediately tried to get rid of the other ladies. They wanted to hang out and they partied. And then um, she seemed to like been a little bit more like grounded. And then like, I think hearing the more stories kind of like made her more and more fervent as she kind of went back. And I think it like brought her back to like maybe the mindset of like, what she's been trying to tackle with all these years um maybe that's the thing like you when you go back into that environment you get back into that mindset all these same people familiar people have brought her back to maybe what she was like at the end of her um stay in the woods I don't know <laughs> like maybe it's just like she was just like oh I'm with all these people so I'm like going back to like going back and falling back into old habits um I just think that like teen Lottie has a lot more like she looks horrified in the preview of what had happened to Javi because apparently Misty was like don't you fucking make us feel bad for this this was your idea uh, yeah so again I don't see Lottie as like a malicious figure just yet yeah um so this was kind of like a turn for me but mm, Lottie is malicious oh you mean no, I think, like, for me, it's, like, I never saw Teen Lottie as malicious, but, like, we get hints that she, um, she gets, gets turned into her, but she didn't, th- she didn't make those decisions. Yeah. So, like, this for adult Lottie, I was, you know, curious. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Poison curious, yeah. Um, so I'm in the past, now, the girls do a card drawing scene. My hands are uh, sweating, actually. Yeah, this was scary. <laughs> um so much doom in one room um I was a little confused as a side note before we get into the big scene I was a little confused about the the practicality of how they did this um <laughs> some of them have really important roles I was like would they really have killed Misty she's like their medical person and they all turn to her with so much you know dependence when things go bad um Kind of same with, like, Natalie. I was like, she's the best hunter. Although, I guess Travis also is the hunter. So, I don't know. I was just like, you know, and when they kill Shauna, she just had the baby. I, I don't know. It, yeah. They spent so much time trying to keep her alive. That's I know. What, like, that's what, like, was getting to me. Is like, I felt, okay, I know the show has been harping on you that they're hungry. I know the show has been kind of 
doing that in different ways with their psychological state. I thought like the weird like ritualistic way of doing it felt like the card drawing that's just like a thing we do in normal life right when you're like drawing a straw that I thought what like kind of surprised me was like what am I trying to say um yeah I don't know they try to keep Sean alive they're trying to keep Lottie alive um Missy tries to stop Ben from killing himself like they were doing so much to preserve life in the previous episode that like um actively killing someone I don't know I think I kind of got behind it with the like the psychological manifestations of their hunger just it felt like it was becoming really real um and Shauna how it was like her the fact that she's starving was part felt like part of why the labor was so hard and maybe why the baby didn't make it um so the whole starvingness has already been putting a big toll on their bodies and states of mind um so I think I I believed it. Um, and the whole idea of like the offering, um, how they had the kind of everything put on the skull beforehand. Um, it's really interesting finding the removal where they try to make it sort of like they all collectively decide someone needs to die, but then the death itself is going to be blamed kind of on the wilderness. It's going to be like the wilderness asks for one of us yeah it chooses that's who dies um but then even the way it happens doesn't it's not an active killing they start trying to do it that way but then that's not what ultimately it becomes it's like it someone else gets killed passively I guess yeah because Lottie keeps saying like your actions are your own which I was getting annoyed by because it's like Shauna's actions are her own as an adult but here Mm -hmm. like again they do a good job of attributing to like this force and spirit and I think like um maybe it's a good like feeling for like oh I don't have to feel bad about killing this guy because the wilderness did it or something like that so maybe it's a good leaning back right to like distant away from their guilt Mm -hmm. um I don't know if us as the viewers should do that though I think we do need to attribute it like to the situation of course but also to the characters because that makes it um more interestingly morally complex but I think there's something it's it's a very good coping mechanism yeah yeah and they do like yeah I don't know they do their individual responsibility and they do like decide like you said when they want to preserve life they're like trying to save each other most of the time um so they're able to kind of decide I don't know when to kind of turn that on and off I guess I don't know um or at least I don't know that's a new thing starting kind of this episode but um so Natalie is the one who draws the card um her acting in this scene I thought was really strong um they I know um so they start speaking of like nitpicking at the ritual why was Shauna the one appointed to kill her um I get that Shauna is like the knife girl tm um (laughs) anyone could do this if she's you know it's just kind of like cutting her throat there and she's all gonna beat the shit out of someone that's true I guess that's true (laughs) Shauna like just had a baby and she's been through so much lately um but it's true Shauna actually that's true she is able to do intense stuff um they're just like actually let's just get maybe while you're at it (laughs) while while you have it you while you're um kill list is growing larger let's give you what a third body on top of that yeah 
so um, she didn't kill her baby but like so shauna's about to do this and then travis tackles her and tells natalie to run um the girls who stay in the cabin hold travis back and javi glances at him but then runs out after everyone um in the meantime in the present um lottie concludes that they should give the wilderness what it wants they have a little debate about this um because I think Shauna is like, our lives aren't that bad. Um, but Lottie is like, have you guys been listening to yourselves? Your lives are terrible. Um, like you've, all of you have kind of like killed people or almost killed people or like whatever. Um, and your lives are kind of falling apart. Um, I think Lottie might have the sweetest light post. Yeah, Lottie's doing okay, it seems. I mean, yeah. she's troubled by the resurgence of all this, but she seemed like she was doing okay before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I was convinced by Lottie's reasoning here. Maybe it's because they've all spent so little time together, but they all seem to be kind of considering it. Um, so yeah, that's what's happening in the present of the episode. So Natalie's running away. Javi finds her and says that there's a place that the others don't know about. He can take her. She follows him onto the lake. Um, oh. why? Literally why? It's like so dangerous for obvious reasons but also like less cover less places to hide ben didn't go on a lake and he's on crutches yeah what was the plan was the lake a shortcut and if so like just why um anyway yeah i don't know um the ice cracks and hobby falls in she tries for a bit to get him out um and the others also see this happen because they're getting pretty close with their weapons um and their intent to kill um but Misty runs up and pulls Natalie back and says that if she saves him, the others will get get her. Um, so that was what I meant earlier when I was like, I'm interested in Misty's role in this. Mm-hmm. She she was the first one when Natalie ran out to be like, she's getting away, like, let's go get her. And she really turns on the like, let's go get her vibe. Um, but then she also was the first one to like try to get her to not get Javi out so that they don't have to kill her um, and they can just let Javi die passively instead. Um, so she pulls her back. The others all run up and there's some some feelings of conflict. Like Akila is like, we can still get him out. But Shauna's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> She's literally like, wait, just wait. Um, which Shauna and Javi, Shauna was kind of like the more sister figure to Javi than I Nat was. She was like, yeah and who was closest with Javi in season one Mm -hmm. so they all wait until he like freezes in the water it's really agonizing because like Natalie's watching it happen and just feels terrible um and then they pull him out and Van says the wilderness chose and that's where the episode ends so why did you what are your conflicts with Javi all right, so wait, one point before we get into that, um, you mentioned Misty was really into it. Um, Van was also really into it. Um, her expression the entire time was just like very um this is happening, let's go. <laughs> and very like kind of like um she wasn't like there wasn't like a feeling of like reluctance or like um disturbance of it. She was kind of like into it. So um I thought that was very interesting. I think Van is a little bit of a forever follower and um I can see how that like how that affects her as an adult, right? And her like, yeah, I'm just very curious about that. Um, Van Natalie. 
what's their relationship anyway yeah natalie lottie like have you guys how does that go <laughs> um um okay so i i know like this fandom i don't know if they are doing i haven't really been like reading things up to avoid spoilers and like also i like reading theories but i'm also worried of like accidentally like plagiarizing other people's like thoughts so um, i which is like probably not the right way to approach this i, I always would give it credit or whatever but like um but also I just haven't had time. So like I know like a lot of people last season were giving Javi too much screen time. Everyone's like, he's just a random background character. You don't need to do that. Um, so I understand that like maybe I'm giving him too much like screen time. But I do think that they have again, this is just like an example of like Yellow Jacket's writing that like maybe like I had like a bit of miffed with was like they created this whole thing about like this kid disappeared um then you found him and then like it was kind of a build-up for like nothing because we don't find out what his things ben has maybe yeah inkling of it but to me it just felt like such like a drop and like again like i still think a satisfying story is more interesting over like realism because it's all like just story fiction so like i just think like it was just kind of disappointing to bring him bring him back and then kind of do nothing with it um and not really like deep down in his relationship with Travis or if you're going to switch his his sister figure to Shauna to Nat um I still think Javi is going to die eventually he had to um I think making him the first one to die was probably not just to me it just felt like it like kind of like got some of the mystery too um yeah I don't know what did you think I think I I agree with the way you put that I think I I like that I was thinking after I watched the episode I was like oh actually it feels like I can see why they would want to kill Javi um because he like obviously it wasn't going to be one of the main main characters because you know, they live um but of the of the others um and he and it felt like they were doing the least with him like he was the character who was pulling the least weight I guess <laughs> in the narrative um for now so I get why they would I don't know do that also to co- kind of complicate things again with like Natalie and Travis but then hearing you explain that like I am kind of like yeah I wish they'd I I think I get why they killed him now mm. but I wish they had done more along the way um I can agree with that it did feel like they for it being such a big mystery going into season two of like, where'd Javi go? Where is he? Is he okay? What's up with him? Um, that it felt like it was such a small part of the actual season, which I guess makes sense, but it's kind of a big deal. If like, where does, is there someone else that he met that was helping him? Um, how was he surviving? And I would especially think it's a big deal if they're planning on killing his character to at least like, show us a little more of that depth and like how did he survive um was it all you know someone helping him or did like was there more to Javi's character than we knew you know so Mm -hmm. I don't know I wish we had just spent a little more time with him throughout the season um because I think it was just again a little too much convenience in the writing of like he's gone for a Mm -hmm. chunk of episodes and then comes back but then he isn't talking which is because, you know, it was an intense time out there, but also also is kind of convenient because we just, like, don't get any opportunities 
to know how he survived or even really what's going on in his head. Um, I loved the moment when he like hugs Travis after in the card drawing scene when they think they're both going to be okay. Um, Cause it was a cool moment of like genuine brotherly affection. And he, for a lot of the season felt like he was just kind of there and maybe could have been doing more. I don't know. I I think narratively for any impact killing him made sense so like I agree with you like him being the one to have died in this process makes sense it's also kind of tragic because like one it was a passive death because they allowed him to die because they were hunting Natalie which I still agree that Natalie should have been the first one to draw the card because it's a, it's a great scene um but I think also because Javi's like the youngest he's someone's brother he's I was surprised that like, they let him be in the card scene anyway like I don't know. I get that they can't just sit down and be like, yeah, anyway, anyway. Like, I mean, how, he's like, what, 12, 13? I mean, obviously that kid grew up, because, like, yeah. the actor. But, like, I think he's supposed to be like, like 12, 13. So, like, yeah. and they're all like, yeah, and they're all In like, the previous episode, Lottie's like, take Javi to the bedroom. He can't see. Yeah. But now they're okay letting him die. Well, Lottie didn't let, didn't want, probably wouldn't want to die. That's true. That's true. It makes me nervous for like, Lottie to have this growing sense of like oh no have I um I feel like there's a saying that says this but I can't think of what it is um like I I just have I started something I don't know how to finish or have I like I don't know Pandora's box yeah maybe yeah something like that all I could think of was like I like adopted a cute little baby wolf and now it's like a big grown-up wolf or whatever of like I don't know just like this like got more than she bargained for maybe that's just the word I'm looking for but um yeah the sense of like the others do rely on her and they like see her as essential and she has this control but it's not really like her own personal type of control and it's also maybe not even what she wants but then maybe her acknowledging that could land her in hot water with some of the other characters if they're like don't make us feel bad about this this is all because of you yeah yeah she didn't ask for it and then she like pulls it in because of guilt and she's like well i might as well i kind of like that actually kind of like it's actually the group dictating what happens and lottie just kind of goes for the right that's kind of interesting yeah they do all sort of agree to it i guess by just by taking part in the ritual to begin with which I'm also a little curious because it's it's an interesting decision to go straight from the Thaisa being like, we need to find a way to survive to them doing the card picking scene because there was no argument. There was no character who expressed any reservation or who was like, I, I won't draw one. I won't take part. Um, they all kind of enter into this social contract by deciding to draw the card of like, one of us will get killed um, and I'm taking a chance that it'll be me. Um, I don't know which I mean there could have been room maybe for like someone to be like no and them to have to do more convincing but I see why they all would do it at this point so I'm kind of like I don't even know that we needed that I think like this is like another case of like the cool the show knows what to do cool visually I don't know if it quite earned it yet which makes me feel weird to say but like does that make sense like I'm basically agreeing with you I like I wouldn't mind like a little silver of a scene in between between like those cool moments that like the show really like you can tell what the show really invests in right 
they really invested in the card scene. They really invested in like um, the baby scene. Like you can tell where they're really like, you know, putting like all their chips in and like visually writing wise, the actors going for it. Um, It can sometimes might need a little more build up. (laughs) Um, But I don't know. I can always change my mind because I'm a fluid, complicated, complex person. Predictions? Um, Predictions? 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 Yeah. I don't know that I have many more beyond the death rankings. Um, I'm curious. um, Curious what's going to happen with Jeff. Very curious what's going to happen with Walter um, when he and Misty reunite. Um, I would love to see them get together um, and have a, a fun couple moment because he is such a fun character. So I'm excited for him to be coming back. Um, I think in the past timeline, Natalie is really going to be going through it. Travis is going to be going through it. Um, I don't know. I feel like Lottie in the past timeline is going to have to do something decisive where she kind of decides if she's behind this or not, which it seems like she is um, ultimately going to be behind it. So I don't know. She doesn't have as much agency as she thought we thought we previously thought. Um, I think the last episode will be a musical episode. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Buzzkill is a Yellow Jackets podcast. It's hosted by myself, Laura Zube, and Nisa Khan. It's produced by us alongside Skylar Burkhart. Follow us on Instagram at Buzzkill Radio. Our intro music is Amends by Mere Women. Our outro music is Black Elk Mountain by Twizzle. If you are experiencing suicide ideation, call 988. We're linking resources in the bio. See you again next week.